You're listening to the Captain Groomer Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to podcast episode 10. It's time. <laughs> 2023, we're kicking it off with a big one. Lauren Bruin is here. Hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, our guest today is a longtime friend, one of my best friends, Kevin Boraman. Dude, I'm so stoked for this. Dude, are you, thank you so much are you for excited? having me on. Yeah. yeah, dude, I'm excited. <laughs> We've been talking about doing a podcast for, for how long and just keep talking, talking, talking. Kev, finally, we've talked dude. about creating like businesses up the ass for 10 years. I know. We we talked for, we didn't do a thing for 10 years, actually. <laughs> it was always our year. Yeah. The next year. Yeah. It basically got to a point where, what was it, January 1st of like last year, I was like, I don't want anyone to say this is our year. Yeah. Because our year's over. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> that decade is yeah. out. So that's when I stopped talking to people. So definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Um, so the first thing I wanted to kick off with. Yeah. So you grew up in America. You were born here, but you come from a background, an immigrant background. Both yeah. your parents are from Iran. Yeah. Dive into that a little bit of what it was like having Persian parents. Both your parents are Persian. Yeah. And the dynamic yeah. switch of we're in America growing up here, especially in the Northwest on the East side. And then their Iran. Yeah. Dynamic. Well, it's interesting because, you know, both of my parents coming right after the revolution in Iran in 1979, they, um, you know, they came to this country not knowing any English, you know, typical immigrate, you know, immigrant story where, you know, they go to school, barely knowing English, get their degrees, um, you know, raising me fast forward. Um, they actually didn't even teach me English. <coughs> so, so, <laughs> well, I mean, growing up uh, later on, I found out my mom was like, well, I knew, I knew you were going to learn English, but I was an ESL, like fifth or I was like five or six years old and I didn't even know any English being born here because my parents were like, well, if we just speak Farsi in the household, you know, he's eventually going to learn. He, he's growing up here. So, wow. um, so yeah, but now it's in reverse where my Farsi is kind of retarded. So it's <laughs> <laughs> so the kid going so. to class like, like kindergarten with an accent. Yeah, with a little bit of an accent, just like this one. Yeah, but you did fine. All the Persian listeners were sorry, but (laughs) we're gonna be unfiltered in that language. But (laughs) yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, you're good. If you hear it pop, it's only in the headphones. Oh, it's It's only there, not on the recording. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Hey, can I do a cheers real quick? Yeah. Can we do a cheers? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say, kind of like how Saban was saying earlier, but. I'm just really proud of you for doing the podcast and just meeting Lauren in the last, what, six months or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really proud of you guys and stoked for the journey. So cheers. Dude, thanks. Oh, cheers. cheers, buddy. Yeah, I love you guys. The love best. Yeah. yeah, so. Much love, buddy. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Lauren got me under these little things real quick. Just from, we met on the boat, so you have to have yeah. little wine coolers. These Yetis are yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Okay, But um, quick breakdown. I got to ask. Quick breakdown: How you guys met on the boat? <laughs> We're totally flipping this right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew it wouldn't. Hey, if, you don't, if you don't want to talk, we could do the we could do the whole. No, it's good. Spiel, yeah. It's good. But let, I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, I'm no, gonna I'll let, let Savon. Yeah, you go for it. You want me to tell yeah, I want the you story? To share. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We met on my buddy's boat. 
and it was like a whole cruise and everything. And then we reconvened a year later. So this last June, right after my birthday, yeah, um, we were chatting for a little bit and I invited her out to a buddy's boat. We're just like, hey, we got to tie up, hang out on the water, come down, you know, yeah. let's check it out. So she came down and I have never had a girl make me look twice. Really? And Yeah. And so I was like, she was walking down like, there's something different about this girl. So we yeah. chatted up for a little bit and I was like, hey, I'm really interested in you. Um, we should hang out. Let's chat. Let's, uh, let's, let's keep this rolling. Mm. So we did a couple more uh, boat days. And over the course of summer, uh, it brewed into a relationship. And her finally saying yes <laughs> to going out with me. That's awesome. Yeah. Takes me a little yeah. bit of time. Yeah. yeah. But I appreciated that because she knew what she wanted when she said yes. Yeah. If she, you know, I'm not someone who's going to be like, ah, that's wish wash. No. Maybe. Yeah. When I knew she was going to say, awesome. when she said yes, I knew it was commitment. Yeah. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm game. And not so, to mention, so we met, well, actually met and hung out, I feel like, for the first time after your birthday, because we chatted on Instagram a little bit. We followed each other, yeah. right? Um, and then the next day, right after we hung out that first time, I just came down. We walked down to the beach and yeah. like walked back up and chatted at the top of the hill for like two hours, walking back home. And then there's a huge shooting star. I'm Stop. like, yeah, I was like, wait, what? Did you see that? Like, wait, so, so you guys have to be together forever. <laughs> you, it's, it's in the stars. Yeah. 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 yeah you, like you literally can't break up. Yeah, it's meant to be. It's like not possible. <laughs> you can't yeah. do it. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. So that's the story of wow. like how we met. Yeah. And of course, when everybody, when anybody asks, like, oh, I was on a boat. They're like, oh, of course. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Had to be we on the like water. Boats. Yeah. Yeah. I love being love on the water. the water. And so. Dude. Where else? I mean, I couldn't have envisioned another way you'd meet somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. he's going to meet someone on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> or on the boat. Yeah. Probably not the mountain. Not as much the mountain. The, boat. the boats. For not sure. the helicopter either. No. No. <laughs> no one's up there. Not. <laughs> someone riding around just in the jetpack. Flying by somebody. <laughs> just the, you the Jetsons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's how that all worked yeah. out. Dude. But kind of kind of getting into that, I'll like segue a little bit because sure. you did dive into, you know, the question I asked. So yeah. Um, the, I just want to give one quick story, just kind of really bring the listeners okay. up to speed. Sure. Um, okay. it's one of like our, one of my fond memories mm -hmm. with you. Um, you hate boats mm -hmm. because you get ridiculous motion sickness. Yeah. It's an understatement. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> like you, you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, when we were out on a Chris Norris, uh, boat fishing, Mm -hmm. Had a great time. We're cruising out there, and uh, you got very sick internally, yeah. not externally, but internally. You were yeah. like dying. Yeah. And uh, I, I'll never forget. You're like, we were fishing. You're like curled up on the bow of the bum. Like, yeah, it's like 80 degrees out here, man. She's like, nah, dude, I don't feel good. And then on the ride home, <laughs> Shelby's puking off one side. The other Shelby's puking off the other side. Yeah. Chris is driving the boat just like stone cold straight. Yeah. I'm hanging on and I just hear you just. <laughs> you are sitting in the laying down in the bed of the um, bow cabin. 
yeah. and just getting thrown into the air yeah. and slammed back down. Yeah. Worst day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking. But the fondest memory. <laughs> it's one of my fondest memories. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty bad. So, yeah. yeah, taking that into consideration, the reason why I want to tell that story is you have come over, overcome a lot of obstacles. One of those yeah. is heights. Yeah. Heights. Yeah. And we have gone on some ridiculous adventures. Yeah. What was one of the adventures that really, really put it in a perspective for you that like I have overcome this fear of heights? Yes. And I feel like, you know, the story that's about to come out of my mouth. So one or, or maybe, one of two. maybe, but um, yeah, I mean, just for the listeners, um, you know, we, we went on a trip to Utah and actually followed, but before that we went, we were in Arizona, but we were in Utah oh. and yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> I don't know if we want to dive into that. Uh, <laughs> I've told that story too many times, but um, we were at Zion hiking and I remember, <laughs> dude, I'm always going to remember this till the day I die, but we were at um, Angel's Landing, which now apparently you can't go on that hike without a lottery. Like it's kind of like the enchantments in Washington. Uh, where you gotta okay. put in. But um, yeah, I was on this hike with Savon and uh, we're, we're going up and it's like really, really steep. And there's these chains that you have to like hold on to on the side of this mountain. Mm -hmm. And it gets to this part of the, the hike where it is like at this point in my life, I'm deathly scared of heights. I can't even look at the side of a Nordstrom on the third oh floor God. without my heart sinking. <laughs> I can't even like get out of bed in the morning without life alert. But um, but yeah, so I, I remember, because Savon's just super adventurous, like more than even I am. You know, I'm, I might be spontaneous, but he, you're, you're always going to be the most adventurous one, I feel. But anyways, we're on this hike and we're halfway through and it's about to get really, really steep. And Savon looks at me and I'm like, dude, I, I don't, I don't think I can do this, man. And Savon's never going to be like, oh, dude, screw you, man. Like why? Like he, I could just see that he was disappointed that we'd have to turn around. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bro, I can't, I can't disappoint Savon. <laughs> so, so I was just like, cause we came all this way. We drove all the way from Phoenix to get to Zion. Oh. And that's a different, I just keep, I keep thinking about that story. We instead. might get into that story late, we, like we, later. We might. Yeah, we should. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, long story short, um, that's the day I conquered my fear of heights is um, not wanting to disappoint Savon. Mm. I just. I just like hung on to the side of the, the mountain with the chains and I looked down. I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. And it was like very symbolic with a lot of things that I was overcoming in my life at that point, because um, just just recently before that, I lost my dad, um, me and my ex of seven years, we broke up. Um, so there's a lot of fears that I was just mm. dealing with fears in different ways. But it was very symbolic in that time of my life. Like your fear is really as big as you allow it to be in your head, mm -hmm. you know, and, yeah. and then if you just like if you just take like a moment to just try to conquer it, you, you might be surprised. You might actually overcome it. So, yeah. Yeah. So Savon had a big uh, part in helping me overcome that fear. That's so awesome. I'm always going to be grateful for you for that. Dude. It was just basically you being like semi-disappointed in me. Like yeah. that, that motivated me. <laughs> being disappointed. Oh, okay. Actually, I have a story about that trip real quick. Okay. So okay I want to hear this. It's like super short. So like we're, we're driving at this point. 
I'm always driving in the car because I get motion sickness everywhere. I get motion sickness breathing. So like, <laughs> so I'm literally, I'm driving <laughs> from, <laughs> from Phoenix to, to Zion and Savon's like asleep. Like he, he benefits from my motion sickness a lot. Cause I basically do everything like that has to he do with driving around. Drive. Or, yeah. yeah. And it's not even that I'm trying to be nice. Like he just, he just gets the benefit from that. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I'm basically like handling this whole trip at this point. Um, and we're at Zion. And I'm just like, I'm like multitasking. I'm like asking someone outside, like what, where the, like the mountain is or whatever. I'm driving. I have like the map in my other hand. I'm like, okay, maybe I should delegate one of these tasks. <laughs> so I was just, I gave Savon the map. I'm like, hey, Savon, where, um, where's the, the trail for this? He grabs the map, he opens it and he's like, huh? <laughs> And I'm like, I'm driving. So I'm like, I'm not trying to like show him what to, I'm like, just, just do it. He didn't even want to do that. He got so comfortable with how pampered he was on this trip by me. <laughs> he was just like, he couldn't pass a reading of that. I just thought that was funny. Oh my God. Yeah. What's crazy is like, because it took us so long. I mean, I will dive into the short part of this ridiculous trip that we did. So we left midnight from Arizona because Kayvon's like, yeah. weren't we supposed to get sun, sunrise in uh, Grand Canyon? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we got we to gotta do that. And we're just like, all right, we got to leave like right now to make it happen. Yeah. And going through that, I was like, you, like, what do you need? What's going on? Whatever. I passed out like so hard yeah. that I don't remember reading that map. Really? Yeah. Like two, two, like I remember obviously like we were up, we were walking around, we were filming at Grand Canyon. We did Horseshoe Bend. Yeah. We did um, Angel's Landing. Like I remember those things. Yeah. But that map. (laughs) Yeah. Gone. No, I, it's very easy to tell when someone is like not with it. It's just a fuse is short. Like that's it. (laughs) Like he usually can like laugh things off, like be cool. Like he's usually very patient. It then as soon as he's tired, suddenly the fuse is like, dude, what? And that's how you know. He's like, what? I'm like, what, what, what? Why do you keep saying what? Or huh? Huh? Like, huh? What? I yeah. didn't say anything. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. It gets really short, really quick. Yeah. Yeah. But, but most of the time super levels of patience so yeah yeah that's been one of the the i just don't hand you a map anymore yeah just don't i can do it on my phone no map (laughs) just tell me where what you need and i'll find it on my phone (laughs) that's been one of the benefits uh growing up with you Mm -hmm. like for our listeners the people watch on youtube it's like i've known kev since he was like four come through yeah three yeah Yeah. no you're four years old yeah so before he knew english yeah yeah before he knew english he knew how to rip apart a psp if anybody's too young to know what that is google it and he'd play video games wear shoes four times (laughs) too big yeah like you were a nerd and so growing up in those phases of life and then there was that break where you know the things that happened between the community and now that we like came back together the like we know each other so well Mm-hmm. Like we can travel anywhere, we can do anything, and I know at a split second, like Kev's here. Yeah, like we're good or not, mm-hmm. and it's really, really nice. Like Vegas, 
when we did this random ass Vegas trip. Like seriously, it was like, when are we going? Tomorrow. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's the those are the best trips. <clears throat> yeah. You don't have expectations. You don't plan anything. You just yeah. You just vibe with your friends. Spend eighty you know? bucks to get to Vegas. Yeah. Ended up coming out of there spending twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Getting a rental car in Vegas is like the most absurd idea if you think about it. Yeah, I wouldn't get that. Yeah. But but we did. But in our fashion, we we left the strip and went to like some mountain somewhere. We went to Red Rock, Death yeah. Valley. Yeah. Uh and somewhere else to just film. We we're like, dude, mm. screw the yeah. screw the strip. Like we want to go out and adventure. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun though. Those are those are like the memories that have been really cool. Just be like, yeah. nah, let's go do something that people aren't gonna be doing. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is, dude. No matter what trip I go on, it can be like everyone's in Vegas or we're in LA or New York or whatever. Some, for some reason, I just want to like deviate from everybody and just go to like open space and find like a high point. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's like a, what is the attraction to that? Because obviously I know you as like a disruptor. You're going to be one person that's like not doing the norm. Yeah. But what is the attraction of like, I'm going to go, you know, on the top of this building and, you know, that people aren't going to for what a different view, a different experience. That's what's something that's I've not been the trying norm. to, I haven't even thought to like pinpoint why mm-hmm. I'm just like, I always reflect. I think I, I probably reflect too much. It's, it's led to a lot of inaction in my life. Like usually people have the other way around where they take too much action. They don't think like what, what they're doing. They, yeah. they don't really like look at like, like what's important in life. For me, it's actually like the analysis paralysis of reflecting all the time prevents me from like making decisions. Mm. So like it's, I think it's like almost like a, it's almost like illustrating like my life in general mm-hmm. and how I've been like, we're all in Vegas. We're all together. We're all at the casino. Let me go to that mountain there and just like look at things. I don't know. I yeah. It and I also like just the idea of calm and like being away. Yeah. Even though like I am like a people person, like I love people and stuff. But I don't know, like if wherever this can be posted and stuff, if someone comments like if they can relate with this or something, because like I, I don't know. But you're kind of like that too. I mean, you're always down for everything. So yeah, we'll I mean, bury like, a body with me. I mean, <laughs> pretty practically. Yeah, he'll literally like, just do anything. He's always down. <laughs> yeah, that's what's so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be fun dating him. It's super fun. Is it? Yeah. Something that's coming up for me though, um, just going back to the Angels Landing. You know, you were yeah. like, didn't want to disappoint Savon. Yeah. I also feel like there's a lot of trust. Oh, I trust him. With you my know, yeah. and like that also was something that just for you to get over your fears it was trusting mm-hmm. that like no this is the right time it's here and now and who better to do it with yeah you know and we all find people who like come in our lives for a certain reason and luckily you guys have been in each other's lives forever yeah you know whether it's a season or not mm-hmm. um but i feel like that just it just shows like you were supposed to be there at that time and couldn't disappoint you know but there's a lot oh, of trust yeah, yeah. oh yeah I trust him with my life. I I knew in the back of my head if I was going to slip, like he had a yeah. plan because he's mm-hmm. always thinking that way, you know, as yeah. a pilot too. Like he's always thinking of a backup plan or safety, you know, protocol or something. 
So I know that's the way his mind works, but even if his mind didn't work that way, I would still for sure yeah. trust him. Yeah. I got sure. you. Yeah. Even if you're like dumb as hell, I would still, <laughs> I would still trust you. But the fact that you're like really smart to you helps. <laughs> it does help being a little smart. Yeah. It does. At times. It's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Dude. I want to, I want to segue with that whole, um, it just brought back, brought up something I was thinking about. Um, so you were the first person that I took in the helicopter. You were like passenger number one. Wait, quick question. Were you afraid? No. You weren't? For some reason, it didn't bother me at all. It was perfect. Wow. Yeah. That was super a cool. super chill flight, actually. What about you, Lauren? No, I was ready. You're cool. I wanted to go in a faster helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm sure. And <laughs> she showed up. Yeah. You're like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, it's not the bigger helicopter, Lauren. Yeah. It's okay. We'll you gotta, get there. You gotta start yeah, somewhere. We'll get there. Yeah, I was grateful. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The sunset shots were amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, I'll never forget when this was 2000, I don't know, like 11 or 12, somewhere around there. We were out in um, Lake Chelan for Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And I remember uh, that was the year. Yeah. So we had gone to Senior Frogs and it was like the group that I had shown up with prior. Yeah. And then all the rest of you guys that I was with, I had just gone earlier. And when we met up at Senior Frogs, it was, you know, people that know Lake Chelan, Senior Frogs is a crazy time. Insane. Insane. And at one point, gross. there's, yeah. I have this photo somewhere and... <laughs> This, this dude was, I don't know, six, seven or something. He screams at the top of his lungs, I found Rob Kardashian. <laughs> and yeah. at the time, you kind of look like him. Yeah. And for the rest of the night, everyone thought you were Rob Kardashian. Yeah. And at that moment, you were like, fuck, I need to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he wasn't, he wasn't fat at that year, was he? Yeah, I was. Was he fat he in was, 20, he was what, tubby. 2012? 12, 13, whatever. It's all a blur back oh, he's been then. Fat forever. Yeah. yeah, he's struggled a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. I always remember that. Yeah. I found Rob Garnett. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then when I grew a beard, there was like a time where it was like, oh, like Drake, whatever. But I was like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I don't really see. I never saw that. Yeah. I, I kind of did, but yeah. 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 It is what it I'm is. I'm cool with being Kevin, you know? It's yeah. All good. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's a journey, man. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It's a journey. So we're going to shift topics yeah. again. Okay. So now we're going to get into the tech side of your brain. You okay. are at the core a nerd. Yeah. I mean, you're very successful in many things that you do. You're um, multi-talented, but one of your core strengths is technology. Yeah. What drove you to literally throw it in your boss's face, grab your stuff, leave your job, and never go back to a job again? Creating yeah. now one of the... I think it's the leading um, software software website like company like you explain it, but like mm. your company. The the thing that I want to get into is the process because you went dark for three months and you created a, a code that can't be copied, and now it's mm. like changing people's websites and it's just like yeah, people are on it. So do you want me to talk about when I quit the job first? Well, just like. That I was mean, years ago. I know. It was yeah. forever ago. Yeah. But just like giving people the um, the story in the sense of like 
what it took to push you to do to pursue your own dreams and then the work yeah. that it really took to automate everything that you have to make sure. it run on its own sure i'm going to truncate this so it's super efficient okay here we go <laughs> so i used to work for a real estate crm company selling real estate software over the phone so long story short with that company company i was one of the top sales reps there and it's this one month where I am the top sales rep. Like literally I blew company records like out of the water. And uh, I'm having like an amazing month. And the head of sales, um, this lady, I won't say her name. Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> uh, she, she came up to me and she's like, Kevin, I need to talk to you. And I was like, and I, she's always been a bitch. Like she's always been so like, I hate her. I, for, I forgive her now. It's cool. I have no hate in my heart, but I hated her back then. And uh, so she brought me to the office and I was just like, so what's up? And uh, she's like, well, Kevin, you're having a good month. And I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, your sales are good, but you're not making enough dials. You have to call at least a hundred people a day. And I was just confused because I'm a sales rep, so our quota is based on like sales, like revenue. It's not based on like calls or anything else. It's mm. just like a metric, right? Yeah. So she said, yeah, you have to call at least 100 people a day. I want to see you start tomorrow. And I was like, but I have five times my quota. Like if in my mind, if anything, she should just be lenient and not talk to me. You should leave <laughs> me alone. Well, yeah. yeah. And if you're closing these deals... Like the energy and time it takes to be with that person or whatever it is, like right. you are actually closing those ones. You're not just calling and moving on. Exactly. It's, I'm having long yeah. quality conversations. Exactly. And at the end of the day, even if I'm not, that means I'm fucking efficient, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like that means I'm strategic <laughs> with my calls. Like you should reward me. The fact that I don't have to make a hundred calls to do those numbers. Seriously. So she didn't understand that because she had two brain cells, and uh, so she looked at me and, and I and I'm and I'm defiant. I don't I don't I'm a very disagreeable person at times. I can be, and I looked at her and I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I'm I should be rewarded. Actually, I don't understand why I'm sitting here. And she's like, Kevin, you don't have an option. And I looked at her and I was like, can I can I say what I want to say? Because I've told you, I told her you could suck my dick. <laughs> and I walk out the the office and I look at my desk and I'm like rage. You know, my I'm seeing red at this point. I want oh, to burn God. down everything around me. <laughs> I have temper issues. I'm working on it. Leave me alone. But I went to <laughs> I went to my desk and I grabbed everything off the desk. And I I was going to the elevator, and the elevator was kind of close to the CEO's office, and his door was open. So I go to his, I go to the CEO's office. I won't say his name either. I want to say his name. No, I won't say his name. So I went to the office with the stuff in my hands and he's like, Kevin, where are you going? And I looked at him. I'm like, you just lost your best salesperson. Sucks to suck. I would, I would maybe fire that bitch in sales if you ever wanted to actually have decent sales for once. And then I just walked out. And I came home with the biggest smile on my face. And my ex at the time, she was, she was like, why are you so happy? And I looked at her with a smile. I was like, I just quit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and actually, so this is what's crazy. And it's like one of those cool, like testimony stories of like destiny and like crazy, like triumphant shit. I had like $500 to my name at the time. 
like I, I was doing so well in sales, but like my money management was awful. I didn't have any money. I was just blowing it and I didn't have a plan. I only, I had 500 bucks to my name and they weren't going to take me back if I like changed my mind in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what pushed me to get into real estate. So I was a real estate broker for seven years. And, uh, after that, what you were talking about earlier about the tech stuff, um, I started a, a web design company. It's a web design SEO agency called Vanity Geeks, vanitygeeks.com. And we redesign a platform that real estate agents use. It's called uh, Real Geeks. It's a okay. CRM IDX platform, basically a fancy word for, it's like websites for real estate agents, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's what we do. And the code that I designed for it, um, because I have a lot of competitors in this space, it's very niche. Um, they like to steal each other's work. So I design the code in a way where it's it, you literally can't steal it like if you copied wow. it and put it on your own site it just wouldn't work that is so, the nerdiest thing yeah. it's so smart yeah i thank love you. that dude thank you yeah yeah i was just it's just annoying but the here's the problem here's the problem and this is why i'm kind of pivoting now i'm looking for i'm actually mm -hmm. looking for work and product or design or potentially doing some other work but um my business relies on another business to run and that business is is not a huge business. So if real geeks went under, I'm out of business. Okay. So mm -hmm. it it's a cool side hustle, honestly. For a couple of years, it's been very good. Like full time, I've been able to travel. I've been very flexible, very free. But long term, I, I decided it's it's just like a side hustle. Okay. Like it's not sustainable. Gotcha. Yeah. Any business that relies on one business to fail or succeed that's yeah it's too shaky it's mm -hmm. not a good foundation that makes sense you know yeah that's like if if you if i don't know if napster was the only podcast thing that you could upload it to that would be a shaky podcast to run because yeah. napster sucks <laughs> not saying real geeks suck sucks shout out real geeks yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out <laughs> gotta have those shout outs awful, awful comparison <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude so because yeah, yeah like you like you you've always dabbled in the tech side of things so yeah that's why i like i wanted to bring that up because like mm -hmm. you just, you just more getting into the nerd side of your brain it's like you are a very creative person you and i are both um creatives at yeah. the end of the day um and that's why a lot of things never get done because we just think stuff up but then never do them because <laughs> it's like yeah. i don't want to put the time into this yeah um big idea people yeah huge yeah we're big idea people it's we're like not actions yeah very much yeah. yeah yeah but then like a half a percent of it gets done or actually comes to fruition yeah i mean you know it's like pick your poison i mean there are people that are action people and they can think of they couldn't they they couldn't think of like i wonder what we should put water in oh a cup like they don't they don't <laughs> I'm like shit is that me <laughs> <laughs> like there are people that just like their mind doesn't work that way it's like pick your <laughs> seriously and it's like pick your poison it's like okay if you're an action person like okay you probably won't struggle with money in your life because you just take so much action something's gonna stick yeah but those people i mean again this is a generalization i have no statistics there's nothing proven here but like people that are action people i would surmise that they probably get stuck in nine to five jobs or stuck in like a job they don't like because mm -hmm. they're so action oriented. Whereas the other side of things, we're afraid of being stuck in something. Yeah. We're vision mm -hmm. people. We see what's possible. But like 
because we see what's possible, it makes the ordinary life kind of shit seem mundane. Yeah. yeah. So you don't want to do it because you don't want to be trapped. You don't want to be mm -hmm. stuck. You don't. And it takes, you know, and I, that's why I actually feel like in, in my mind, I've realized that like picking the right partner is really important. Mm -hmm. Like not just with friendships, but like your actual like romantic partner, mm -hmm. someone that doesn't struggle or maybe is not wired the same way as you like two visionaries to, with each other, strictly visionaries. Yeah. You're going to have like a, probably like a messy house, you know, a notebook oh. full of ideas, nothing, nothing getting executed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I see you guys, she definitely seems like the action person and yep. you're the vision person. But that doesn't mean you guys can't cross over too. Right. Yeah. So, cause he does take action when he gets mm -hmm. going. He just needs a little. Yeah, he needs that little nudge, you know, nudge. and that motivation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I need the nudge too. We all do. Sure. We, yeah. we all do. We all need know? some kind of nudge. Yeah, that is definitely something. Like you hit, you hit it on the head. Like I can't be with someone who is exactly like me. Yeah. But every like my core friends, like true, true friends, you all said the same thing. Said you need someone who is like you, but is not you, and that is Lauren. Yeah, like I see to it. the core. Yeah, I've seen it. Like I can be like, babe, we're going to go skydiving and we're going to shoot this video. And she's like, all right, sounds good. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> What's you know? funny is like I've observed like similar temperament in certain situations with like you guys. Like when we're having fun, you guys are both very lively, very extroverted, mm -hmm. very friendly. But I feel like in maybe like more of a serious environment or more of like a environment that requires like, I don't know like infrastructure or direction or whatever, like you guys might have different styles, which would, which complement each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there's, there's opposites attract, mm -hmm. but I feel like there's a certain type of opposite that is compatible. Yes, definitely. You know, like there's the Myers-Briggs. So like mm -hmm. I'm an ENFP, ext extroverted. So for whoever's listening that doesn't yeah. know, it's, it's extroverted, intuitive, feeler, perceiver. Okay. You'd probably like be pretty similar. Too. Maybe... So I would, hmm. I would guess for you an ENTP. You should take the test after this. I know, right? I'm about to. Yeah. So, okay. What does that mean? So for? that's, that's extroverted, intuitive thinking perceiver. Mm. And it's, it's not as straightforward as like what I said it is, but so each one of those, it, the combination of those things together make like a certain type of personality. Right. Right. So like for me, my opposite would be an ISTJ. Okay. I would hate that person <laughs> because that's just too opposite. It's like you're boring, you're dumb, you're no, no, but no. Shout out ISTJs, I'm sure you're great. But like, but yeah, I but but like so I read about it and it's like no, your best match is actually an uh, an INTJ, not an ISTJ. Like that intuitive part needs to be in play for mm -hmm. us to be able to be compatible with each other. Yeah, well, an intuitive. It, it's going to be hard to have yeah. a successful relationship if your partner's not intuitive, if you are. Yeah. Right? I mean, I feel like that is something that definitely. I think so, because I mean, I'm, I don't know too much about the Myers-Briggs, but from what I know is like it, it basically explain it in a way where it's like you guys are opposites in the good ways. Mm -hmm. And then that way keeps you guys like it's like the glue for you guys mm -hmm. that keeps your chemistry alive. Yeah. Question. Have you done yeah. any research or, I don't know, learning in like feminine, masculine energies, you know, like when we truly are what our core is designed to be mm -hmm. like and our partner is like a healed, like 
your core is masculine. Like you want to protect, you want to provide, you want to provide security, like all of that, lead, whatever. Mm -hmm. And like mine's feminine. And when both partners have healed energies, we, we all have masculine, feminine energy. Yeah. But when I resonate and I feel safe and I can actually be in that and I'm not trying to lead, you know, or protect or put the shield on, um, then that's really also where like people, you know, can have successful relationships, not just based on like, yeah, I don't know, you know, it's tough. I mean, relationships are just so complex in general. It's like, we think it's just one thing that matters. And then it's like, that's just like such a small thing too. But I think if you're not healed, it's really hard to have a relationship period. Yeah. You know, whether it's like your masculine feminine energy or it's just like your traumas or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. I mean, you can't expect to just love someone if you don't love yourself. It's like the cliche thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, I, yeah, that is interesting because we live in a culture where everyone's kind of like power struggling over Mm -hmm. each other. Who has control? Who has the upper hand? Who's the reacher? Who's the settler? Things like that. And it's like, yeah, I think it's, People don't like the idea of roles anymore, but the thing is like everyone has a role in every type of relationship in the world, Mm -hmm. like whether they like it or not. If you don't think you have a role, like you do have a role. Yeah. And I think people just don't like the idea of masculine and feminine. It's like it robs them of some kind of a power, but um, there's power in every kind of energy, I think. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. One thing that that kind of uh, brought up uh, something I hadn't written down, but I definitely wanted to talk to. Yeah. So long before I met Lauren, you were actually the one teaching me and like telling me about these different um, signs. The signs. uh, Oh, um, astrology. Yeah. Zodiac. Zodiac stuff. Mm -hmm. You would like dive deep into this stuff. And I was like, okay, like that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Like these things. And then Lauren like really knows a lot about this stuff and would like go back and forth. I'm like, you two could go back and forth Mm -hmm. about these different things forever. Mm hmm. And, um, the, my question was, what was attractive in that time? Because I feel like there was, we were like partying, going out, having a blast. And then you like had a switch and you were like, Swan, I learned about this. You're like this and you're like that. And you like, Mm. like just went through all this stuff. So like a, like real deep research. Like you wanted to know the ins and outs of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Did that ever help play out in any way, shape or form in your relationships and the people that you met, how you identified, looked at things and the positive and negative? It's an interesting question because like, I feel like knowing a lot about it now, it's almost made me like project or assume Mm -hmm. something about someone just Mm -hmm. because, and then I'll like, am I, I'm I'm asking myself, am I seeing what I want to see? Or am I seeing what I think I should be seeing? So sometimes knowledge can't be power in that way because it can kind of rob you the ability to have like maybe like a genuine friendship or relationship with someone because you're assuming they're going to do something based on their sign yeah, or something like that. But I mean, I got into that stuff because like I've just always been into metaphysics, just like learning how people work and stuff. And to be honest, like the more I read about things like people will tell me like, I don't believe in astrology. I'm like, it's not a religion. It's just like placements of like planets. And it's just like, there is no religion behind it. You're not praying to anybody. You don't have to believe it at all. Yeah. It doesn't make it any different. I don't know. Yeah. But after I read about it, it just made sense with almost every single friendship and relationship I had. Totally. Like 
like the way you are and the way you act is like a cancer. Like, I don't even know your full chart. I'm sure it's going to make even more sense, but, um, <laughs> like just like the way you operate and your energy and all that stuff, like it makes perfect sense. Like I'm a Pisces cusp on Aquarius and like the way, the way I act, like I'm, I am pretty emotional and I can be sensitive, but being closer to Aquarius, I have a lot of air. I have a lot of air, um, influence in my chart and it makes me a little bit more detached. I would say it makes me a little bit more cerebral. It makes me a little bit more um, I care about like metaphysics and this, the way people work and the way people think. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more. Do you know your rising sign? Scorpio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I almost was saying like Leo. Yeah. Just because, you know, you're so like your looks and all that, you know? Huh. But no. yeah. Scorpio rising, like um, I've had people say I come across kind of intense mm-hmm. or something. So that would make sense. Yeah. Leo makes sense too. Yeah. It's they're also, a little more. Intense, yeah, yeah it's it's a fixed sign as well yeah. so yeah you're a capricorn right mm-hmm. yeah you guys are opposites. i'm super capricorn yeah you are yeah you will very my sun very and moon are capricorn and then my rising's uh, oh, virgo yeah. so i'm all earth oh shoot wow. all earth yeah wow yeah and i do love my water so yeah yeah It'd be interesting to see his rising and his you haven't even looked at this though no i haven't wow i know Actually, I don't need to. You don't need to. You like him. I don't need to. You like him. Sure, he likes me. You don't, you don't need affirmation there. You're good. Yeah. No, it's just it's fun stuff. At the end of the day, like it's a it's if you if something can make you make sense of somebody and it if it helps that relationship with that person, I think it's a good thing to read about. Because mm-hmm. like me learning about astrology and stuff. Like, I don't sit down and put on a prayer mat and just pray to the moon. Like, I don't know, like, what people think when they think of this shit. But it, like, helps my relationships. Like, yeah. when I understand, like, oh, you're a Capricorn. Like, I I can kind of, and especially when I understand all this other, you know, parts of your, your chart. Like, I can see what makes you tick. And then I'll be like, I'm not going to change myself for that. But I'm mm-hmm. going to be like, well, this is probably what's m- most efficient for this relationship. It's probably not talking about shit like this. It's probably not even going to resonate. And then I find out it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It helps the relationship. So if it helps your life, why not learn about it? You know, that's the way that's my philosophy. Same thing with like Enneagram personalities and stuff. One of the things I wanted to get to uh, after that lovely, uh, lovely little story is um, crypto. Crypto. Real real quick. Yeah. Yeah. You are. I don't know if you still are, but you were big time in crypto. You got me into crypto. You got a lot of our friends into crypto and shit blew up. I was one of those idiots that like five years later, friends are like, dude, your crypto thing blew up. It's worth like 500 grand now. I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't remember the the password. Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Because it was like the no, it was he like the password or whatever. Password. Yeah. And without oh. that, no access. So I'm like, ah, it was 50 bucks or 100 bucks, whatever it was. I'm like, nah. I because you said something very smart back then. You were like, only put in what you are willing to throw away. I was like, okay. Which is like subjective. Yeah. Because for right. gamblers, it's like, oh, it's everything. <laughs> Anytime someone says that, I'm like, well, depends who you're talking to. True. Yeah. But yeah, at the time it was like a hundred bucks and then like it, it blew up and then it crashed. And I'm like, nah, whatever, you know. Yeah. But um, you actually went through the whole uh, spike. What was it? AMC or something. There, were, there, were, there was that time where everything went really crazy it was like mm-hmm. the redditors like made oh, like something games, GameStop, gamestop and whatever, and whatever. Yeah. so you had different ways of um you use like different apps different wallets or whatever mm-hmm. what was what was the like main thing of 
benefiting from crypto? How did you benefit from crypto in a net positive financial way? I did it. <laughs> but how? <laughs> I've lost shit ton of money. I mean, the thing is, is like I haven't sold, so technically I haven't <laughs> lost money yet. Uh, actually, lies. So I made, I made great money on Dogecoin. I just got lucky with it, like a oh, lot yeah. of people did. I just I bought it at like nothing and then sold it at literally the top. I actually literally sold it during the SNL while Elon Musk was on there shitting on Dogecoin. I was like. As soon as you shit on it, I'm like, sell, sell, sell. <laughs> <laughs> and the next day it went down like nothing. Yeah. But yeah. But Dude. yeah, other than that, I would say my total crypto portfolio, I'm like net neutral. All right. Just haven't lost probably. Over, I don't count the Doge thing because it's just such a one-off situation. Yeah. But um, just like anyone would tell you online, any crypto people, like it's the Wild West still. It's not regulated at all. Mm -hmm. I kind of equip... I, equivocate it to like the dot-com boom where like 99% of the companies during the dot-com boom are not existent anymore. Mm. And there's just like short few that survived and they're like literally like Microsoft, you know, yeah. Google. So that makes the, sense to me. That's probably going to be like Ethereum and Bitcoin and stuff. Like I like the smaller coins like XRP. Mm -hmm. um, they're really good for transactions, like microtransactions and stuff and quick transactions too. They're actually in a lawsuit with the SEC right now. So if they win really? that lawsuit, I'm not going to go like into the in depth and it's so boring, mm -hmm. but, but if they win that lawsuit, um, that's going to change crypto completely for everybody. Wow. Yeah. Because it's going to, it's basically going to legitimatize cryptocurrency as an actual currency because the security exchange commission, they're looking at it as it's just like a security, mm -hmm. like a stock or something Yeah, or just, you know, they, but if they actually recognize it acting as a like a real token like a real currency then it's it's game over then it can be used anywhere all the time wow like credit card companies easily can mm -hmm. authorize all this stuff it microtransactions across borders remove transaction fees it would change the game mm. it would change the game that's interesting because yeah, not yet not yet not well. yet a bunch of scams for now <laughs> just deal we'll with see it. what happens yeah when that time comes <laughs> yeah yeah, I was just thinking back to those days, you know, and like the days that we went through and then like kind of pivoting uh, again and getting more into just like mm -hmm. our background. Yeah, yeah. Our friends, you know, yeah. a lot of a lot of our friends listen to this podcast. And so they yeah. they love hearing the different things, especially the, some of our friends like Cena. He's like, oh, Kev's on. I'm definitely listening to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and he said he'd be on, you know, next time he came up. Yeah. But I'll um, let you know. Yeah, he'll always let you know. Let it you doesn't know. matter if you have plans <laughs> and you're talking to him. Yeah. And like, yo, dude, I'll let you know. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? We just made them. 100% sure, though, he won't let you know, but he'll talk to you sometime after that. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Cena. We love you, man. Yeah. I wish he was here. Yeah, dude, um, that would be a that would be a lot of fun. Has she met Cena? Not yet. Not yet. No. What what which friends has she met that is from like our group? From our group, so she knows Jamie. Oh, Jamie and Nicole. Jamie and Nicole. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bo. Of course. Yeah. Everybody knows Bo. Yeah, yeah. I showed her one of the videos from, oh my God. from Bo in Florida. So funny. When he's on the <laughs> 
He was literally going through your spam page this morning as I'm getting ready. He's sipping his coffee, just dying laughing. He's like, oh my God, you have to see this. Because <laughs> you you went dark and you killed everything. Your Instagram, your socials, your yeah. your like your phone practically. Like yeah. you went dark. Yeah. And when I saw that pop up, I'm like, I have to show Lauren this video. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh my God. And so that was one thing I wanted to uh, kind of segue into. A lot of people that are listening, they want to know where did Kev go? You went dark for almost six months. Yeah. But this is a dark that hasn't been accomplished before. I've you've gone dark dark on me before and our friends like I I kept yeah. popped up two months later, three months later, because you were building some product or whatever. Some yeah. Something. This time you went heavy. Like it was impossible. People thought you were dead. Nobody knew what happened <laughs> to you. Like yeah. I was getting calls up and right. Expand on that. Kind of give the listeners, especially our friends. You know, the reasoning and what I went on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I don't know how many people would relate to this, but um, I think they're going to do studies in years and years, and it's 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 very fresh. But the way social media affects people, like we still don't know the effects completely. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to like really think the way I live my everyday life doesn't seem like it's good. And I'm not even talking about like just normal stuff like, oh, I like my job. I like this, like whatever. I did need to focus. Like that's one reason why I got off because like I was just so frustrated like where I was in my life. Like my career, it's not exactly how I want it. My business is not exactly how I, how I want it. Like for the last two years, like, you know, a lot of people listening, they don't know this, but like I was literally going from Airbnb to Airbnb to Airbnb. Like I didn't have a sense of home for two years. And like, I'm a free spirit, like spontaneous person, but I think everyone needs somewhere to call home. Like you need somewhere where you can plant your roots, you know? Yeah. And I didn't have that. And I think I was just starting to lose it. And I was just like, dude, I need to eliminate distractions. So that's like one facet to it. Okay. The other facet to it was like, I'm on this damn thing all the time, like on Instagram. Yeah. Like I'm literally watching and anyone listening to this, I'm going to be courageous enough to fucking say it. Okay. Everyone's looking through their fucking story to see who's looking at it. And you're not looking at like everyone that's looking at it. They're looking for like a couple people. Mm. They're like, Oh, I wonder if she saw, I wonder if she saw this. And you're just so, you can get so absorbed into this thing yeah, to the point where like it literally rules your day to day life. And a lot of people won't admit it. People mm -hmm. are saying like, Oh, whatever. Like it's just a tool. Like, Ugh. like maybe for some people, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Like, for some people that are normal, they're not like me. They're, they're perfect, unlike me. Cool. Uh, whatever. Whatever the fuck. But a lot of people, like, they're living their life, like, the, the opposite way. It's like you're living your life like you like you think you have an audience. Like, everyone fucking cares what you're doing every day yeah. and what breakfast you had <laughs> and what, like, whatever. Well, and, like, think about it. Instagram yeah. and social media is doing that for a reason. Of course. Right? It works. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I keep going. Sorry, I didn't mean to No, no, no. You're good. Like, that's true. Like, it's... It's, um, that's the whole point of this is like, people are so obsessed with sharing every single mm -hmm. moment and thinking that it matters and thinking that like, uh, like the, the validation points of getting a bunch of people looking at your stuff or liking your stuff or whatever. And I was a victim to, of that to some degree, like everyone likes to pretend like they don't care, but I think it ruled my life so much to the point where I was just like, fuck this shit. Wow. And now I'm just like, I don't even think about social media anymore. And it's just crazy how how extreme of a difference that is. Like mm -hmm. when you walk away from something, that's how you know something is an addiction mm -hmm. where it's like, 
you literally don't even have the feelings of caring about it at all anymore. It's just like smoking. If you quit cold turkey in two years, you don't even think about it. But as soon as you take it again, it's back to reality like times 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's how I knew it's an addiction. And um, and yeah, so that's one reason why I've been off too. It's like for a while though, I was literally ignoring. I'm a really extreme person. Okay. <laughs> So I was like, well, if I'm gonna like get off, I might as well just ignore everybody, <laughs> like for real. And uh, it actually helped because I was able to like build back my business that I was neglecting for a bit. But um, now I'm just like, okay, I think I need some human interaction. I don't want to get like suicidal or something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's really healthy. There's a time and a place yeah. <laughs> to really disconnect yeah and find yourself reground yourself know mm. your truth you know i mean it's really hard to pursue your dreams and be clear about what that is or even what the next steps are when you have so much distraction yeah. you know coming in from social media or people in your life or whatever it is so mm -hmm. i acknowledge you i think that's yeah. awesome yeah thank you like it's been a journey it's been it's been weird like i wouldn't have <laughs> planned it this way <laughs> Who it's plans been, it anyways? <laughs> like, yeah. It's been weird not seeing anybody for six months. Dude, I don't know how Dude, I, you text me. You're like, I, I, I thought I saw an alien. No, like, no. No, you want to hike or something? I'm okay. So look. Okay, I have commitment issues in the relationship. <laughs> okay, I, okay, I have commitment issues there. But other than that, <laughs> I'm actually a very committed person. Mm-hmm. And, um, like when I commit to a bit, I really do it. I don't know mm -hmm. what it is. Like, I don't know if it's just cause I'm an extreme person. Um, but I, I am an extreme person for sure. But like, I was just like, Hey, I'm off of social media. My theme right now is to build back my business. I mm -hmm. don't want distractions. How about I just not talk to a single person <laughs> other than this, like one girl I was uh, dating in LA and, uh, and yeah, and that was a long distance relationship. So it was perfect because like I didn't have to like see her physically. Like, it was just perfect for me to like focus. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, I think it was it was helpful, but I don't think I can do that more than six months. Yeah. Again, I'm surprised balance. I did it that long. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how, but you don't know how the human dude, you're you're humans are capable of crazy things. Oh, I know. Isolation like, just, is not good. It's not good. It's though. not a part of our our wellness or health. Yeah. yeah. Like I had a friend um, just recently tell me um, that and he's an introvert and he was like, Kevin, like, look, I, I, I vibe with everything that you're doing, but I'm telling you right now as an introvert, as someone that like doesn't like loses energy around a lot of people, isolation is absolutely the worst thing to do in the, like for a long period of time. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. who you are. It doesn't matter if you have like goals and like you're trying to accomplish it. It's the worst idea. Yeah. Like psychologically. Oh, yeah. So. But why do you think in jail, the worst thing that you, I heard about this on a podcast the other day, and I just wanted to reiterate it basically based on what you were saying. Mm -hmm. The worst thing they can do to you is put you in isolation. Yeah. Is, isn't that like the craziest thing to think? Like if you're in jail, like it already sucks. At least you can drop the soap in there without getting. <laughs> yeah. 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 But isolation that is regarded as the worst punishment possible. Cause you hear no one, you see yeah. no one, you do you, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And like all these idiots during uh COVID when they're like during the lockdowns, like this is an introverts like dream. No, it's not. I'm like, I don't know about that. Plus 
for the people listening, like I was working while everybody else was snoozing at home doing absolutely nothing. I was working my ass off on production sets. And they're like, you got to wear a mask. You got to get these different things. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, because in a helicopter, it's like that, there's nothing going on. It's like it's you and the machine and then someone else is running it. Yeah. Or if you're on set, then you're away from others. But still, the point being, like, yeah. I was always around people. So I never got to feel that like total isolation of there's no one around. I can't see anyone. People came over to my house. We hung out all the time. Like I went to your house all the time. I mean, it's just like, I don't think extremes is a good thing. Like I've operated in extremes for a long time. And I don't know if there's like some kind of a psychology book on it or if Jordan Peterson has like an episode somewhere about this. (laughs) He probably has 20. Probably has something written about this, but Um, I think extremes happen when you don't have discipline. True. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a proven thing, but for me, like I've been able to pinpoint because I've had a lack of discipline and consistency and like being really intentional about my habits and goals for a long time and being like very action oriented, like I'm going to take this route and I'm going to do it instead of like being indecisive about every fucking thing I wanted to do. Yeah. I think that's why I've always resulted in extremes because it makes me feel like I'm getting something done. Yeah, like mm. You're in action. You're going yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Subconsciously. Like looking back, sense. I can I can see why I've been so extreme because it makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something, even if it's not the right thing. Dude, you have always... There's this video I have at Kev's apartment. <laughs> no, his condo that he owned in Newcastle. And uh, it showed like just his extreme kind of side, if you will. And uh, he was making a hookah bowl. I think I like had to go to work in like three hours or whatever because <laughs> I worked at night as the groomer. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I'm going to make a bowl. We'll like play some Halo or something. And he found this like air pump for a uh, basketball or whatever. <laughs> and the stories <laughs> that you're you're putting it it's great i love this story too yeah it's, it's just building it's just building yeah. dude Sevon remembers everything by the way but yeah picture memory great memory. it helps when i do remember something i remember it in picture form it's incredible but continue sir yeah and it's just it's to give the sense of the extreme you know he wouldn't just like leave the coals burning to like He's like, he want it done now. So he went with this air pump. He's like blowing air <laughs> out of this pump yeah. to get more air going to make the coals burn faster. Yeah. And I just wanted to have that as a little anecdote for the extremes that you would take no matter what to get something done. Mm. Yeah. I just, I kind of equivocated to like when I was in high school and like uh, uh, an essay was due in like two hours. Like I'd get it done then. Like mm. I'll get it done if there's pressure or if there's, and that that's the that's the problem yeah. is like creatives and people like this, like with my kind of personality, like they're, you know, when Bill Gates said, like, I don't hire people that work hard. I hire people that work smart. Yeah. Like, cause they get the job done the quickest. Like that's their whole it's thing. The lazy people, the lazy people get things. They figure out the fastest way to do something. They're like yep. the most efficient, but it, I don't, that's not totally true because like no. it, it hasn't helped for my life and yeah, I'll get something done if I really want to, but I only get to that point because like I have an hour left Yeah, or like, it, true. Or, or like I'm going to go broke or something yeah. or just something extreme is going to happen. And again, growing up is realizing some of these things, you know, yeah. like I didn't see this at 25. I thought like, oh, I'm just like, that's just the way it is. And it's going to figure itself out. And then you hit 30 and it's like, it hasn't figured itself out. Imagine hitting like 40. It hasn't figured itself mm-hmm. out. And still thinking 
like just being so egotistical that you think that you shouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. One, one, uh, one thing I just thought of that I kind of want to pivot to now from like, we're, we're going into the past, but like, we're still, you know, learning from our experiences Mm -hmm. and you have moved quite a few times. Um, yeah. But when you got your Bothell home, your Bothell home became the no, house that the house that my ex and Bo and, and yeah, you had like a yeah. fucking village living in yeah. there like forever. Yeah. There were many memories. A lot of people that listen to this podcast will know those, those stories, the different parties that went on. Mm-hmm. What was the most notable, whether it was funny, whether it was a life experience, whether it was because I, dude, I remember going over to your house and like making beats. I'm like, Kev, are you actually gonna produce this? And I'm like, ah, because yeah. you like you make really good beats. You actually <laughs> I first thought beats as in like the food beats. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! I was like, we got what? the health nut over here. I know health think, coach think, Lauren. I'm like, you hate beats. What? I hate beats. <laughs> Well, not when I make them. <laughs> he only likes cast beads. <laughs> only mine. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, a again. couple hi hats thrown in and a snare. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I hate, like, yeah. Me personally, I hate beets, the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also detest mushrooms. Oh. But you hid them. Didn't you make me something with mushrooms yeah, too? Yeah, I've hid them and you've eaten them multiple yeah. times. Dude, what are you, two years old? I've got to hide vegetables in <laughs> I, your food. And- I hate <laughs> mushrooms. But the two of you I made you an omelet. That- yeah, you yeah made I made an omelet for you yeah, and, and chopped you, those mushrooms Dude, you were like, small. go upstairs, yeah. like work on some video or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then when I tell you breakfast is ready, come down. I'm like, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He came down, ate it. And she did the same thing. She's like, I'm going to make something and it's going to be great. I'm like, all right, cool. And she's like, I have mushrooms in it. You're just saying it, I have mushrooms in it. I'm like, is that a mirror? <laughs> dude, mushrooms are great. It's all in your head. Yeah. Mushrooms, yeah. Sure. It's the texture. Mushrooms are I actually really good. I hate the texture of mushrooms. If it's prepared right, it's good. <laughs> Okay, sorry, back to the actual beats. Yeah. Beats. Yeah. 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 Wait, can you, I hear a beat? You want, you want me to beatbox one of my beats or <laughs> yeah, are, are, are you gonna are you gonna edit in a Ke- beat that I made right yeah, now? I could. <laughs> Kev actually made a beat in his Tesla. Like uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember? Fine. It was terrible, yeah. but Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like most of my beats, honestly. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not gonna stop deprecate. Some of them are cool, but it's a fun hobby. It's a hobby for you. So you wouldn't actually like dive deep and like go be a producer. I mean, if like, if like Kanye came up to me, he's like, Hey, like, honestly, Kevin, like, I don't want to waste your time, but if you want to be a producer, I'll be like, okay, Kanye, sure. (laughs) Really? (laughs) You have to get a nudge? (laughs) Okay, sure. No, um, I mean, that's always just been a fun thing. Like, I don't know if it's because like I'm an undiagnosed, undiagnosed like autistic person or something but i love stuff like that <laughs> like flashing like, like, making, loud like making beats is like an autistic thing. <laughs> no but <laughs> no but i like <laughs> no but i really like um I, i've always liked making beats since i was like 15 years old and stuff but dude i remember seeing that video yeah you and cena yeah. you cena and amir yeah. close friends of ours you guys like made some rap or whatever Made a, yeah, we made a few. You made a few? Yeah. Is it still out you're there? Not, you're not linking it in the <laughs> description. You're not. Yeah, you're not. Let's let's move past that. <laughs> it was an album. It was dropped in Seattle. I think we got top 
200 in Live Nation in Washington <laughs> State, and it was a flop. It was a disaster. Yeah. It was fun, though. Oh, man. We had a couple of tracks. Yeah. Those are good times. It hit, it hit like the top 5 million. Top chart. 5 million? I yeah. think that's doing pretty good. Top 5 million. You're progressing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look sure. at the positive. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Glass half full. Sometimes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Um, Living... Because Bo's going to be on the podcast later on. So that's I just fun. Yeah. So, because the dudes tell stories for days oh, and for they're sure. just hilarious all the time. What was it like? Because you had two girls in the house. I mean, it was your ex and then mm-hmm. this other uh, Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Bo and you. Mm-hmm. What was it like? Because I, I know the girls are more like reclusive. Basically, Shelby just snoozed on the couch like 24 7. Yeah. Like a movie. <sighs> yeah. She's always so tired. Always tired. Yeah. But Bo, ball of energy. Dude, the dude is bouncing off the walls left yeah. and right. Yeah. What are some like fun, notable things that you remember, like you recount as having a roommate? Because that was the first time, if I remember some correctly. Fun memories. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Like during that time when, when me, Bo, and Shelby were living with each other, um, you know, Bo, Bo had a lot going on in his life and like we were there for each other. Like, and as soon as me and like Shelby broke up and like my dad died, like he was there for me. Mm-hmm. It was a very like growth period. Like we were talking about goals a lot, but like, as far as like something that happened, dude, you're, you're going to have to, you're more of a memory person. You're going to have to refresh me and I'll tell stories. Like, is there, are you looking for like a funny story that happened? Something crazy. Just what's something that stood out to you? When from we buried that, that one body somewhere. Wait, wait, what are we talking <laughs> about? Dude, one thing I told Lauren about was my birthday. Do you remember my birthday at my old house down the street? It was 30th birthday. We were hanging around yes. in my backyard. Oh, when Bo brandished his. <laughs> oh, yes. Great times. Yeah. But, okay, wait. I thought the story was supposed to be at like Kev's house. And like with that group of people or something or during that I mean, time, like what's the question? COVID here? parties. We'll just we'll just go there. Yeah, let's let's okay. okay that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do okay. COVID parties because okay. they happen both at my house and yes. at Kev's house. They happen at your house. Well, my birthday and then my like birthday. a couple okay. others. Yeah, I mean, long story short, um, you know, COVID happened. Everyone was dying or getting sick or whatever the fuck, and people were complaining and making it political, and then. I was like, you know what? This is a great time to throw a party. (laughs) 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 So I, uh, (laughs) I sent an invite to all these people on like, you know, social media, whatever. And, um, me and Bo, we decorated the whole house. Like we decked the halls. Like we put like fake snow in like the corners of the house, put lights underneath it. I think it's like flammable if you do that. (laughs) So like we did that, we put like a picture booth, uh, in like the front of the house with like the Christmas tree. It was beautiful. It looked like Nordstrom basically and they're in the holidays yeah. on a budget. So um, three trees. Yeah, we had three trees, a bunch of Phillips Hue lights, lots of alcohol. It was great. It was like, you know, we're throwing like a frat party during the midst of like all these people dying next door. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was just, it was so crazy. Like a hundred people showed up in this small, like what, 2,500 square foot house, I would say. It. And, uh, but I think no one got COVID. A hundred people showed up. No one got COVID. People were fucking in my bathroom doing coke in my, on my, uh, 
my mom's not gonna hear this. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so like, they, yeah, they were doing they were doing coke on my countertop in my bathroom. Like, I remember walking in, someone was getting smashed like close to my toilet in my bathroom, and I just like I just looked at them and just like you know have a good time, man. I I'd be doing the same thing honestly. So, but no one got COVID, and I think one of the reasons why is because. Me and Bo, no matter how drunk we were the whole night, we were checking everyone's temperature that came through the door because we put nice. a COVID disclosure sign in the front door. Like that, that, like, <laughs> no, anyone going to this like, party? <laughs> anyone going to this party does not give a fuck about this stupid <laughs> sign. So, uh, anyways, we put a sign there, you know, to be respectful, and then we put the we had like those temperature readers that you put on the forehead, um, on someone's forehead, and um, and yeah, and no one got COVID, and then. We were like, cool, let's throw another party. So we did the same thing for New Year's. No one got COVID there. Probably like 70 people showed up. I mean, that's pretty big. That's a lot for for 2,500 square foot house. And then Bo had a going away party. And only like, it's like 30 people showed up. Yeah. Mm. And then everyone got COVID. (laughs) Oh, shit. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I, well, I didn't. I didn't because I already got COVID twice at that point. By the way, everyone, I've got, um, I got COVID four times and I got it twice after i was vaccinated vaccinated twice yeah damn yeah you're destined to get it either way you're gonna get it you just yeah i had it naturally are, too so yeah. yeah i had it twice the only the second time was like rough for two days and yeah. I was yeah over it yeah the thing that i thought was hilarious is every time there was a small gathering kev well not a small gathering you would go out or something mm-hmm. you would get covid and COVID? Bo would Bo was with you. You got one of those four times you got yeah, COVID. Four times. Yeah, yeah. Bo lived in the house with you. Bo <laughs> Kev, t- Kev tested positive. Bo tested negative. Oh, yeah. like, I was getting frustrated. I was getting frustrated with Bo. I was like, I, I need to make out with him. <laughs> I need to like shove my tongue down his throat and test oh, this weird Russian guy that doesn't get sick. <laughs> Bo is like immune. Yeah. I don't get it. Mm. It's all the vodka. It's all the vodka, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. every time. No, but like, yeah, Bo didn't get sick at all. Yeah. Yeah. I never got I, away. I went over all the time. Yeah, I, I miss sick. Bo, man. Yeah. That's like one too. That's like one thing that's missing from our friend group, mm. for sure. Yeah. Bo definitely yeah. brings, like, that energy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like I when, love being around all you guys. Yeah? It's fun, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we love you. Oh, thank yeah. you. That's so sweet. Yeah, you should talk more on the podcast, honestly. Talk I more. will, but you guys are like, you I don't know, interject. Just, I do sometimes. Just tell us, fuck off. Let me say something. <laughs> just let me say something. <laughs> I say it like nicely, you know. Yeah, yeah Lauren oh, is very, very polite. Very polite. She is a polite, very nice polite. lady. Yes. <laughs> Lauren, is there something you want to ask question? <laughs> no. No. I'm good. No. no questions. No, you guys are amazing. Yeah. No, we're golden. Yeah, but yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm, I am gonna I am gonna bring up the the world's greatest trip of all time that we went on. Oh, we're circling back. We're circling back, so yeah. the so the listeners know full circle from the beginning now towards the end. You know, yeah. Because I don't. How long are we in this? It's Wait, not that long. It's almost no. six fifty. Yeah, it's like an, an hour. Hour, a little over, like an or a little under an hour and a half. So we're doing pretty good. Yeah, but dude. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> not bad. That's not bad, dude. So before I get into the story now, because my brain just bounces off walls like no tomorrow. You know this, and you know this. Yeah, dude. 
when Kevin and I would go hang out somewhere for the listeners and the people watching, we would do the movie voice, the voiceover guy, like in the world mm-hmm. or in the beginning. And then I started thinking like in 2023, what would be like some fun content? Mm-hmm. So, you know, start talking like Peter Griffin and uh, having some fun times. What the hate this, Savan? <laughs> oh, shut up, Summer, Sunday. Summer 2023, Savan <laughs> Thompson crashed his helicopter Don't. into the Kobe Bryant area where he <laughs> oh, <crashed>. yeah, <laughs> The exact spot. I'm going to fly down to Calabasas. <laughs> he knew too much. He knows too much. He knows too much. <laughs> I can't even do the voice. No, anymore. actually, when you just asked me, do I have anything to say or yeah. ask? Yeah, it's really. Why don't you guys just give the listeners a little tease or, I guess, taste of how you guys text each other? <laughs> how oh we text God. each other? <laughs> um, number one, we want Savan's channel on Spotify to not get banned. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> definitely I have not. To say, it's hilarious, though. I mean, if you could just I mean, like to you, <laughs> <laughs> to you, yeah. I don't know about. All these not right wing people, softies, are <laughs> like twitching listening to this. Um, well, I mean, they're okay. All of our texts, they're all caps, and they don't make any sense. Basically, no, it's just. But we somehow understand each other. Yeah, and that's the beauty of like when you know someone so well, you're so close to someone, you could yeah. say the most outlandish shit, and they're like, "I got you." Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Well, and the funny thing is, like, the people that get so sensitive about, like, whatever someone says online, like, are you telling me, like, they don't have this, like, inside humor, like, really inappropriate thing with, like, a friend? Yeah. Like, under, like... Yeah, some people what, like, are no super dry. Yeah. Is that super how people Super dry really are? and then also so, like, practical or realistic, you know? Why? And it's like, I don't know. I don't well, know. I mean, tell me, because you're the Capricorn here. I mean, no, I You're would the think there's one, something right? that has to do with their childhood. Oh. Yeah. So mm. it reverts back to that. Yeah. Unfortunately. I don't know. People need people need to live a little. It's you can have what do you call it? You can have um what's the word I'm fucking looking for? You, Tenacity. No, like you can you can care about like justice and like what's right in the world and like still be inappropriate as fuck with your friends. Yeah. Like it's okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's called being silly uh, and yeah. letting loose. Yeah, people and have just... this gigantic redwood tree shoved up their ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like uh, to give insight to people listening and watching, it's like if Kev texts me something like in all caps, like Aziz, are we going to go outside or are we going to go outside in the rain? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. How do I, how do I, how do I explain it that someone, do, okay, someone that doesn't know our inside jokes, like, yeah, how do I, that's really hard that's to explain, really hard yeah, to that's explain. a hard question, and they're still probably not going to get it, well, the way to describe it in such okay. a way would be to be, without the accent, just be like, <laughs> yeah, this is what, okay, okay, this is what we are communicating, so I'll, I'll be now. like, I'll be like, um, so on, I'm not just happy, I'm enthused, but I'm not just enthused, I'm delighted. I'm not just delighted, but I'm, it, it just keeps going and going. We run out of synonyms and it just run, turns into something else. Dude. It's not even funny unless it's like you it's, get it. Yeah, you, know? you get it. Yeah, I mean, with all inside jokes. Yeah, we have a lot of And then the other stuff, 
peppered in there that we definitely can't talk about. Yeah, I'm not going to put that on there. Yeah. But Lauren loves seeing yeah. it. Yeah. She's yeah. Just, just dying every yeah. time. You'll be the new Kanye man. Cancel out here. <laughs> not saying that he says anything that Kanye said, for full disclosure, but. Yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. Disclaimer, yeah. Yeah. No, we have. <laughs> But that's the that's the beauty of this is like just being able to let loose and like tell tell jokes, tell stories, let people in on your life and like what's been going on, what are you doing, what's new. But what I wanted to bring it back yeah. was the insanity of this of this trip. So uh, to give backstory, Kev had come to me with this idea of we were gonna go fly to Arizona and then drive up and do this whole film montage. We're gonna go to Arizona and film, we're gonna go to uh, Utah and film, and because of some things that happened that we'll mention in this story, we ended up in Vegas because of things that will come up. Yeah. So, um, I'll mention some things and then you fill in on it and like what yeah. you feel, or just like take over like, no, that, there was this part, that part, whatever. So. Sure. To start off this ridiculous story, we go to Arizona and I have to wait for my buddy because my buddy and his wife work from home. And so... Oh, you're going detail with this shit. Okay, let's go. We're, we're, no, deta we're detail. Yeah, no, yeah I love detail. I know you do. Yeah. Go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we start off with, um, okay, we need to burn a couple hours. What do we do in Arizona? And Kev has this brilliant idea. Let's go on a hike. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so we each have a one liter of water clear with us and we decide that yeah this looks like a good hike why not so we <laughs> start this hike it's a hundred and ten degrees outside yeah i'm like what are you guys wearing too t-shirt and shorts okay mm. and this this shit is steep canada, yeah, like, goose, canada goose jacket yeah kev likes to sweat yeah yeah you know, sweat it out <laughs> yeah we get to the top and kev has run out of water and i'm like on my last sip and it is like boiling hot I'm like, well, we might not make it through this trip. We make it down. Uh, we get to my buddy's house. Go out, have a good night. The second night, the Fuller sisters uh, uh, knew that we were going to be down there. And so she hit me up, Bree, and was like, you guys should come over to our mansion that we have. Big party, fun time, all this stuff. So we go over there and it just, from that point, I don't have a lot of memory. Um <laughs> Do you have uh, anything to expand? I don't know, if, man. You don't have to go into those different details. There's, yeah, like even if I don't say names, like, fuck it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the wine is good. So I'll just say it. I know. No, I'm but like, I'm out. no, this is good. I know. I've got like out? a sip left. You're out of the wine. We got to end the podcast right now. Um, <laughs> wow, we could open this one. I know. I was looking. It's at really it. good. Is this it? is a hundred bucks. Shut the fuck. It's a hundred dollars. Yeah. No. It's a hundred dollars. I was yeah. like, yeah, it's someone's podcast. He needs to have the Aww. best wine and the Okay, so we'll go with the story. Fuck it. I don't care. Okay, so we're at this mansion party. We're getting fucked up. Savon's flying his drone around, of course. Somehow the drone's always there. The drone's there. <laughs> <laughs> there's a drone, there's a helicopter, there's a machine gun. I don't know. Savon, it's Savon. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm Dan Bill's area. He's just brother. going, yeah, he's just going big all the time. So um, we're having fun. We're vibing. And I think at one point, everyone decides, let's go to Old Town. And was it Old Town that we went to in Scottsdale? So we went to Scottsdale. I barely 
vaguely remember this place. <laughs> but I'm fucked up, fucked up. And then we get, um, I I go to my car with uh, like some girl that was there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and apparently, again, I'm telling this story not because I remember it, but because of what people said happened. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't remember this. So oh apparently God. I went to the car, I'm driving up, and a, a police officer knocks on my my window and I'm blacked out. I'm so blacked out. I'm so blacked out. Like I have no business being alive and I'm driving, of course. So the police officer knocks on my window, apparently again, I don't remember this. And, uh, I roll down the window and the officer apparently asked me like, Hey, um, where are you going? Is everything good? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Apparently that's what I said from what the girl said or whatever. And, uh, and then I was like, yeah, look, I'll call my friend and he'll tell you. And I'm like, at that point, if the officer heard me say that, he should have definitely, whoa. Wow. What kind of uh, what was spirit is in this room? What happened? Seriously. Okay. Sorry. Where did I, where did, where did we get cut off? So we police were, officer, we were at police officer. You were on the phone showing. Is that recording? T- okay. Yeah. We're good now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you can. So, like the police officer, um, you said like, "Hey, my my buddy, yeah, is calling." And then I think I had called you. Yeah. So apparently, I told the the cop to talk to my friend as proof. He's like, "This guy." <laughs> I should have been autistic. arrested right there. <laughs> <laughs> but he played along with it, uh, and I was and so, someone apparently talked to the officer. He's like, "Oh yeah, Kev, he's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it." <laughs> This motherfucker hands me back the phone and lets me drive away. Wow. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> I don't remember how I got back to the mansion, but oh I got God. back to the mansion and I, there's, we don't have the keys. So, um, I just like break through the second story window. Wait, I've, you actually break the window? No, I didn't break it. I think it was oh, just, like okay. open, like yeah, by yeah. God's grace, you know, cause God was like totally supporting what I was doing that night. <laughs> And uh, you have angels on your side. Yeah, let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> let's just go with it. Uh, so yeah, uh, fast forward. You know, I I'm so fucked up at this point. All I remember is like I'm downstairs and everyone came back home, and people are like naked dancing on like the kitchen countertop or some shit. Like that weird fucking guy. I don't remember his name. Oh yeah, yeah. So so I'm like. I'm fucked up. Someone comes back home and we're, we're in Phoenix. Okay. And I'm just like, we're in Scottsdale. Where the fuck? And I look at Savon and I'm just like, bro, let's go somewhere. And then he's like, huh? <laughs> and then of course, <clears throat> Savon's going to agree because he's not <laughs> going to say no to an adventure ever. So he came with me and I was just like, uh, let's go get hookah. We love smoking hookah. I love smoking hookah. Everyone just join. <laughs> <laughs> no, he likes hookah too. So we went to hookah bar and we're, we literally look like we, like we're about to go into a morgue because we're just dead on the couch at this hookah bar. Like we're just laying there with like drooling off the side of our mouths. Oh my God. And then like I randomly wake up and I'm like, Savon. I looked at him. I'm like, Savon. I don't know how I hatched this idea. I was like, Savon, let's go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and he's, he looked, dude, I saw him. His head goes like, Huh? <laughs> and I'm like, let's go. He's like, now? It was 1 a.m., okay? You guys are insane. It's 1 a.m. We're in Phoenix. 
The Grand yeah. Canyon's like five miles. Five hours away at that point. Five and a half so. hours. Five, yeah. and a, five and a half hours. Well, you drive is like four yeah. hours. So we're in Phoenix. We got to go pick up our shit in Gilbert, I believe, or South Phoenix, where, yeah, your, where some, your homie lives. Yeah, uh, I don't remember where it was. Yeah, somewhere down there. So we drive down there. I'm still drunk. Mind you, the whole story, I'm drunk. Yeah, I, I'm, you were blacked the fuck out. No, I'm going to continue staying this way, by oh the way. God. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> so I go down. I pick up all the shit. And... I'm, of course, I get motion sickness, so I'm the one that has to drive. Um, that's the way it is. So I'm driving completely shit-faced, like completely blacked out all the way to the Grand Canyon. And we like go through like a wildfire and like oh a wildfire is like hitting the side of the car. And I'm like, that's not going to stop me. So I just keep going. And like I get to this point, it's about 45 minutes before the Grand Canyon. It's like about to be sunrise pretty soon. And I'm literally like... I am about to die. Like I'm about to pass out. I can't do this anymore. So I like start elbowing someone. I'm like, you need to get the fuck up and drive. I can't do this. And he's like, huh? All right, all right. And he does it. And then I'm just like, I start getting motion sickness or something. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I take over again. And then we get right to the Grand. And I've never been in the Grand Canyon before. I don't. You haven't. You haven't. No, been I haven't been. So it's both of our first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we get to the Grand Canyon, and right as we get to the edge. And I'm still shit-faced drunk at six in the morning at this point. The sun rises right when we get to the Grand Canyon. Wow. And it was beautiful. And I think the experience was just that much better because I was still shit-faced. <laughs> but it was so <laughs> dope. And actually, that was before we got to Zion. And I was standing on the edge right there. So I think mm -hmm. I was kind of trying to test my, um, yeah. you know, overcoming the fear of the heights thing. But yeah, but yeah that's... That's part of a crazy trip that we had where we drove in the middle of the night to the Grand Canyon, shit faced, drunk. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine. After a crazy mansion party. And it was cool. It's just the succession of events just made it just yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, I would totally do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. Just not give the cop my phone. That's no. Well, yeah. that's what saved you. So, did it? Um, obviously. Giving the cop my phone yeah. and being like, you hey, got talk out to Sevon. <laughs> I don't know how it worked. Again, I wasn't there. Like, if you had to deal you with the ask, cop, you should ask like, that girl how it transpired. If she remembered, I remember. You know I remember about. it vividly. Even you though were I was in the car with me, I know. But because her sister oh, okay. dragged me out of the bar because she was like, "Where is my sister?" and then looked yeah. at me. I'm like, "I don't. I don't know anything." Yeah, pulls me out. She's like, "Where's your friend?" I'm like, "I don't know." Let's go see if the car's there. I'm like, "Oh, the car's not there." Lo and behold, Kev's two feet from where the car was parked. I'm like, okay, I'll yeah. call him. And at this point, one officer was with us. He's like, ma'am, is everything okay? Yeah. And I'm like, I'll just call Kev. And yeah. so it was literally like point for point. I call, Kev pulls his phone without thinking I'm going to be calling him. And that's when I was like, hey, uh, is this, you're looking for this person? Yep, she's here. Okay, sweet. They, they blast off. Yeah, but dude, the the round off part, I think what was hilarious. Um, so we go to Zion, we go do the the different hikes, we go film. That place sucks, by the way. The, Zion? <laughs> not Zion, but the little town that's next to it. Like, there's nothing to do. There's like we stayed in this Airbnb that was demon possessed, mm. one thousand percent. I'll tell the story. I can tell the story on that one. Yeah. Yeah. The Mormon guy. Mm -hmm. Short story. Short story. So we get to the air, we get to the, the bed and breakfast. It's in Springdale, Utah. I don't know. Some fucking butt fuck. So we get there 
And, you know, I, again, I don't, I've never been to a bed and breakfast. So I thought it was just like a hotel, like a mini hotel or something. Like that's what I thought it was supposed to be. So I walk in with Sevon and the guy like meets us at the door and doesn't let us continue. And he's like, hey, Savon and Kevin, nice to meet you. Will you be joining us for dinner tonight? Oh my God. Like with, and as Creepy. soon as soon as he asked, this is out of a movie. This is like some conjuring shit. The lights in the house flicker behind him. Stop. And I'm like, this isn't happening right now. Because I already had this thing like, oh, a bunch of Mormons, like evil. Oh, I don't yeah, know. They're trying you know to- shout out Mormons, sorry. But like, <laughs> but yeah, like I walk in there and I'm just like, this is weird. So we, we need to like stay away from this place as we like just sleep here and then leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he was trying to like, as soon as we wanted to leave to go, <laughs> we went to Vegas. But um, well, that was that was later. We we like slipped out. So Zion itself is dope. Like the rock formations, the way everything, like just the energy there is rad. Mm-hmm. But this dude and the little town of nothingness was like, bro, this is a snooze fest. So when Kev, yeah. Kev, we got, so this is like, we barely made it out of the national park before it closed. Like we got the last tram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we the get, last one. So we got to, we got to the car, we get some pizza. We're like FaceTiming Cena or something for like an hour because it took so long for food. We're done and it's like 9.30, I want to say. And we get in the car and we pull up in front of the the Airbnb or the yeah. uh, bed and breakfast. Bed and, breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. and Kev looks at me and he's like, bro, do you think there are any hookah bars around here? <laughs> I'm like, look where we are, man. Dude, we're in the middle of <laughs> butt fuck nowhere. I doubt it. And then he's like, let's see which one's closest. Sure enough, the same hookah bar that we had gone to, I think a year prior, was the one in Vegas. And it was two and a half hours. Three hours away. And Kev's like, if I get us there in two, you want to go? I'm like, we're grabbing bags and we're out of here, man. And that's what we did. We like, we like, it was it was night. You guys didn't even like check out of the bed. No. Like you were like. Went in through the key. Peace. Like yeah. we were gone. Like we weren't even there. You know, one thing I've learned about this, just real quick. Mm. I've learned that with my friendship with Savon, it, the debt, like I used to be like, I used to always be thinking about like the destination, like where I'm going to be in five years, where I'm going to be mm-hmm. here, where I'm going to be like not enjoying the present moment. Like. I think through my friendship with you, I started to really appreciate the journey because like it wasn't just like traveling three hours just to smoke some damn hookah. Like it was the adventure of it. Like we're going to leave middle of the night. Like the we're, we're shit face drunk. We're in Phoenix. Let's go to Grand Canyon. What? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Like it's not worth it to travel five hours like objectively to go to Grand Canyon in the middle of the night while you're shit face drunk. It's the that journey. Yeah, it's the adventure. And, it's the cliche thing. It's not the destination. It's the journey along the way. Yeah. And like for so long, like I, I never, I, I just remember not living in the present moment, not enjoying like the very futile, like fragile, like things of life. Like, you know, like, you know, our lives, our lives are not, um, are they're not guaranteed. Like we don't know our expiration date mm-hmm. and like just living in the present moment is something that like most people don't do. And we're always just like thinking about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, growing, 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 growth, growth, whatever. And it's just like those, those moments are so precious to me because, um, you know, it was just, it, I don't, I don't even remember what that hookah tasted like, 
You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, yeah. Like, I don't even remember like much of like the mansion party itself or like, I remember like the Grand Canyon in the moment standing there, but like, it's the whole cohesive, like just journey. Like I remember every present moment. Yeah. Like just of that and how I felt. Yeah. It's like that Maya Angela thing where it's like, mm-hmm. you won't remember like what people said, what people thought, right. like you'll remember like how you felt or how yeah. they felt. And that's how I know I was living in the present. And Savon's really taught me how to live in the mm-hmm. present. Like I, I used to always be either futuristic thinking or like reminiscing on the past, but not yeah. like being here still good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I've, you've taught me to do that, man. That's rad, dude. Yeah, you've been I'm glad those, that I could people. have that impact on your life. That for me, yeah. because we come from the same background, more or less the same. I mean, like our, you know, more or less. And our upbringing was like, you're going to do school. You're going to go to college. You're going to get this job. You're going to get married. You're like, you're going to do these things. It's like, ah, I don't really look forward to that. Yeah. And then once I had like, I think it was like my third or fourth, like near death experience. Like I was like hanging on by a limb. I'm like, okay, I'm here for a reason. So I'm going to make sure that every single day make it count. Yeah. And this, uh, there was a show, I think it was called Earth with uh, Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, the tour guide, this like raft dude, he said something that, you know, really stuck with me. And it's very simple, but it holds a lot of meaning to what we we're talking about. And he said, any explorer, any adventure you, you talk to, they never talk about in depth the destination. Yeah. They're like, I found Antarctica or whatever. They always talk about the journey along the way. And he said, and he told Will, he's like, that rafting trip that we just did, are you more excited that we're here at the end or were you more excited during the trip along the way? Wow. And that like just clicked in Will's head. I'm like, yeah, it's so true. Like, Mm -hmm. no, there's so many people that are grinding to a point, you know, and when they get to that point, they're like, this is empty. Mm -hmm. You know, I missed everything that I did getting to this point. Because I was so focused on the end goal. Actually, if you don't mind, remember yeah. that poem I wrote after my dad died? Yeah. There's the hospice bed thing. Mm-hmm. This actually, this actually kind of is in the same ballpark. But I wrote this after my dad died and it really like resonated with me because it's amazing how much people change when they're faced with the reality of death. And you mm-hmm. think it's just because they're they're dying, like whatever. But like, it's actually very insightful into like how people operate. Like, let me see this. Hold on here. Let me see here. Let's see. It's called. Here we go. So I call this poem the hospice bed. Mm. Imagine the imminent reality of death is cast upon you. You suddenly have twenty four hours to live. All those goals, dreams, issues, tasks, need for validation the issues we spend most of our daily energy on, these things are rendered obsolete immediately. No more goals, anxiety of paying bills, sustaining an image, or striving to succeed. You are on a hospice bed quickly deteriorating, scrambling to call everyone that means something to you, loving like you have never been hurt, loving dangerously. You are suddenly reconciling in full force to those who you wouldn't typically uh, dare apologize to, like it was nothing. As your final hours arrive, You hastily seek within the depths of your soul to unearth any leftover anguish in a desperate Hail Mary attempt to heal and acquire some peace before you pass away. Uh, I examined my life a while while ago and I asked myself how I'd feel if I was to die tomorrow. 
I didn't like how I felt. I felt unaccomplished and it had nothing to do with achieving my goals, but everything to do with love, redemption, influence, and legacy. The person on that hospice bed is the real you, the real us. This is who we desperately, unequivocally want to be every single day, even if we feel it's the case. Authentic, vulnerable, purpose-driven, and human. But it seems like our human brains predispose us to merely surviving. We give into its nature daily, enjoying the fake sense of comfort it provides until laps until life slaps the fuck out of us. Comfort is bullshit. It's a lie. What if we were designed for incredible purpose, but due to refraining from prioritizing what matters most, we lack the emotional, spiritual energy necessary to succeed in other ways. Perhaps we get so buried in the frivolous day-to-day events that we ignore the why behind it all. Choosing to merely exist and hoping that the external distractions keep us preoccupied to not deal with the inner turmoil. How incredibly heartbreaking would it be to repeat this pattern for the rest of your life until you are on the real hospice bed? To be, re- to be truly alive is to be fueled by your why, and the vulnerable, fearless hospice bed version of you will find it. Just don't wait for the real hospice bed. Wow. That is beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So beautiful. Yeah. But it kind of reminded me of what he was saying. Yeah. yeah. You've always been good with words. Yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah, it's like you if you woke up tomorrow, like you're gonna fucking die. Like, are you gonna think about this podcast? No. Like, are you gonna think about like how much money you have in the bank? Like what like what you're trying to save up for? You're not gonna think of any of that. Like that doesn't mean we should forego those things and not care about it. Like that's irresponsible. But like the level of intensity and thought that we give these things, mm-hmm. it's like, does it really matter that much? Yeah. Like you don't need to be like a homeless like heroin addict in Seattle because of that thought, but like there's a balance of things. Exactly. You know, it's just about redirecting your intention and energy because you can put so much intention and energy in making money and building your business or whatever, but you can also put that intention and energy in your relationships or, you know, towards your family or towards things that just fulfill you, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So yeah. it's a really good reminder. And I think it's beautiful yeah. because you get to go through this life and this journey and have these discoveries because of what you've been through. Yeah. You wouldn't be where you're at right now and have these thoughts and ideas and feelings if mm-hmm. you didn't lose your dad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And like that's silver lining, you know? Oh, yeah. That's the best it. thing that's ever mm-hmm. happened to me. Like, you know, rest in peace, dad. But yeah. Um, nothing's a mistake and people don't leave at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I never believe that. I think people re- leave at the right time. Sadly, even if it's someone that's five years old or 90 yeah. years old, you know, there's, there's a purpose. And I've been telling people this recently and it's something I've learned from like my mentors and just life, but, um, you don't see your blessings looking forward. You only see them looking backward. You only see them in retrospect because mm-hmm. people are always saying like, Oh, God's doing this in my life right now, or this is where I'm going. And it's like, Maybe. Yeah. I hope. I'm hoping. Yeah. And then you go five years later and it's like, well, that's not why that happened. Like now I can see looking back, Mm -hmm. but like you really don't know your blessings and like where, like where you were really taken towards. Like, that's why you need to just trust the process and have faith, Mm -hmm. like whatever you believe in, like you need to have faith in in something because you can't plan every step. Like you think you're going to be going somewhere and then suddenly life completely yeah, pivots. Yeah, you get redirected. Yeah. And then it's like, it's going to just change your the way you're thinking and your paradigm and stuff. Like that's why you have to be, that's why Savan is so admirable to me because he's just so present and he's not overthinking those things. Like all you need to do is like 
when you do take action, that's why like it comes to life for you because you're not overthinking a lot of these things that a lot of normal people would, you know? Thanks, man. People are trying to always see like, oh, this is where I'm going. This is where I'm going. They like obsess about it and they overthink about it. And like, you know, we're- Second guess it, doubt it, right? Second guessing, doubting, like comparison culture. You get on Instagram, like everyone's like comparing their journey with each other. And it's like, we have such unique journeys as Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. Like the, the paths like that people go on, like they're not- no two paths are the same. And like, if you look back on your journey, you'll be surprised. You're going to think like, oh, you're, I'm going, I'm going this way. And then you're not at all. Yeah. Like 10 years later, you're like, oh shit. Like I thought this is where I, I dude, I was, I thought I was gonna be a real estate broker the rest of my life. Hell fucking no. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> you know, I knew that. Yeah. I thought yeah. I was going to do sales. No, I'm not. No. Like I'm, I'm looking in design right now. I might not like, you can't be so married and obsessed about something. You need to be committed. Yeah. Just don't take that approach with women. Like, okay, you got to be like, you got to be a little bit more committed with that. You can't be like, yeah. No, for sure. You kind of have to have some commitment. Yeah, you can't. You know, there's like, oh yeah. Hey babe, you know, if we don't work out, like looking back, you know, if we don't work out. It doesn't work too well. Yeah, don't be so attached to this idea of you and me. Don't be attached to things. (laughs) Dude. Like, if we get married, like, not everything's forever, you know? (laughs) Things change. Things change, you know? Like, I might die. Like, I might cheat. Like, gotta forgive. (laughs) Gotta forgive, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna work out so well for you. It's funny how, like, certain ideologies just don't work as soon as you change the frame of reference. <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, but I think, yeah. and that's like one of the, the big, big things. It's like, you know, I'm a very committed person. When I think of something, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do that thing. You know, I'm going to yeah, see are. it to a hundred percent. But it's funny that you bring up like, you're not going to be doing the same thing forever. People that no. do one thing their entire life. I admire them because I, I can't even fathom working in a factory or working for the city or whatever for life. I'm like, no, but in uh, what you were talking about, like I thought I was going to be a professional soccer player. Then I got in a car accident. Doctor said, you never yeah. play soccer again. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll switch gears. I'll go be a professional snowboarder. I was like, I kind of did that. And then I was like, I broke my arm. I'm like, okay, can't do this anymore. So I be, yeah. became a pro wakeboarder. And I was like, ah, I did this for a little bit, broke my back. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. And it was like, every time I felt like, I feel like I'm getting nudged in a way when you look back, when you have that hindsight, like looking back, I'm like, okay, I feel like I got nudged. And then like, you know, the economic crash happened. I'm like, okay, college, like, sure, whatever. And then after that, I was like, the only job with the degree that I had, that I was going for was Boeing. My entire family on my dad's side is Boeing. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So I became a pilot. I married the film thing that I loved, physics and math that I'm good at, and my hand-eye coordination and flying. Yeah. Take all of those. So like people, they're out there like, what, what do I want to do? Look back when you were a kid. Like, this is what I think is so cool. What I was talking to Lauren about. It's like, what, what were you good at? What did you like doing as a kid? And then in your in your shoes, it's like, You've done different occupations. But when you look at it, when you were a kid, you are a nerd. You love tech. You love computers. You love coding and all these things. Now look at your life yeah. now. Yeah. 
you're a tech, you're a nerd, you've done different things. You're like, okay, tried that, tried this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you're being prepared for sometimes. Like you got to sometimes like when you look back, you, you got to be like very grateful that God didn't give you what you thought you wanted. Yeah. Like I thought, like if I became rich, like five years ago, I would have turned into a monster. Mm. I would have turned into a monster. I wouldn't have learned because I would have been shielded from some of the consequences of my decisions because of wealth. Mm. Wealth does shield you from the from consequences from certain decisions. Yeah. You know, for instance, if you go to fucking jail and you just did something really bad, like if you have more money, it's easier to stay out of jail. True. Like there, there's just certain things that like it protects you from. And I think, um, you know, we're not God, so we don't know. But like, I know that you're that delayed blessings are sometimes the best blessings. Like if I just got everything I wanted when I was 21, there's no way I would be, uh, I wouldn't have been motivated to become more vulnerable and like real with myself and to like just strip away all these layers so I can just like have deeper connections. Like I wouldn't have felt that need. Mm -hmm. Like I can't even begin to imagine like all the things that probably wouldn't have changed. And some people will be like, well, it's good to feel that way about yourself. Like it's a good excuse, I guess. You're not where you want to be. Like you'll see when he like, Maybe, you know, I think once you hit a certain age, like I, I can only imagine by like 35, 45, like looking back how it's going to be. But, you know, I know for sure, though, that not getting what I've wanted when I thought, I, you know, when I thought I wanted something or I wanted something like it's been a huge blessing. Like I'm, I'm not where I want to be in my life at all, like on a like a material, like fundamental, like as far as like the work that I want to do and like where I want to live and like who I want to be with. If I even want to be with son, Jesus, man, Kevin, you need to chill. <laughs> but like, like there's so many logistics that are not in place. And I think like, and again, like this, this kind of sometimes boils down to like spiritual religious beliefs. But I think for me, it comes down to like, God's trying to get me down to a point where it's like, am I enough? Like, is my relationship with you enough? Can you, can you exist on this plane of like, nothing needs to fulfill you. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you shouldn't go for it because you're human. You need to pay your bills. You need to shit and eat and all that fucking shit. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, like, can you be fully at peace despite your circumstances? Right. I think that's the key. Fully be fulfilled. Yeah. You know? I always used to, there was a time that I was way more financially successful, actually, like in my mid twenties. And that's when I was at least at peace. Mm. And I'm not trying to correlate it directly, but I'm just saying like that, getting everything that I thought I wanted at that time didn't alleviate me from a lot of the issues that I have, mm -hmm. which at that time was like lack of vulnerability, high narcissism, you know, very controlling, you know, um, you know, not grateful, not at peace. That's the biggest one. I think if you're not at peace, everything else is just misaligned. Mm -hmm. When you're at peace, just things fall together. When you're in your best mood and you feel really good, you're usually more kind. You're usually more patient. You're usually, you know what I mean? When you attract so much more because yeah. you are what you attract, right? Yeah. Things show up in your life when mm -hmm. you are actually resonating at that vibrational energy. Mm -hmm. And something that's coming up for me, just listening to you too, is like you've you're meant to go through the growth. Yeah. You're meant to go through the transformation because you're making a difference, not only within yourself, but the people around you. Yeah. You know, and some people don't go through it. And, and then some people, I mean, most of us do obviously like, let's yeah. be honest, but I feel oh, like yeah. people go through way worse shit than all of us yeah. combined. 
So I don't know. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know, because like you're living your movie, your life. Mm -hmm. So like your struggles are always going to be the most important to you, even if you're the kindest person, the most empathetic person. Like you are in your mind, like at some level, like number one. Like you're you're thinking about usually your pain the most. Actually, I don't know. I'm a. I used to be a Type A narcissist. Maybe some people are. <laughs> he used to be. Okay. <laughs> he, he went through recovery. Yeah. As I'm like talking. About. <laughs> he went to rehab. You know what's crazy? Like thinking about this. No, there actually are people that think about others first, and they yeah. don't fucking think about mm-hmm. themselves. And I and I do admire those people because like I'm selfish. I don't think that way. I'm thinking about my pain all the time. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about my stuff, and I think certain people like that think opposite that they think of other people first like they're just so far this down this enlightenment journey Mm. and like maybe that will be my journey sometime Mm -hmm. like where i'm maybe that's where things are going like it's hard like in retrospect maybe i can explain this to you guys but i think once that level of peace is attained you can really start thinking about yourself because you're there's always going to be something else to acquire. There's always going to be something else to achieve, to grow on business wise, to grow in. I think it's for me, I'm, I'm just on this journey of like being content. Cause like, I'm just discovering, like, it's like, I've been subconsciously waiting for like something to end. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. now, now life's going to be good and we're good now. And it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep, I still keep having fucking problems. And I'm, and I'm realizing it's like God's trying to get me to a point where it's like, I want you to not have anything outside of you dictate your peace. Mm. Nothing's going to dictate the way you treat people. Nothing's going to dictate your gratitude. Nothing's going to dictate any of that stuff. And all that stuff, if it happens or if it doesn't, like, yes, you'll be frustrated sometimes, but that doesn't mean you won't be grateful. And that, like, I think that's like the highest level of human vibration yeah joy call and enlightenment it. the highest mm-hmm. level of human vibration vibration is you can be in a spirit of contribution while having so much fucking shit yourself it's who you are within all the storms around us yeah and you can't get away from the storms because that's being human in this world yeah it's all around us yeah it doesn't matter where you're at who you are mm-hmm. it's like i i i match myself as like the guy on the titanic and all the kids in the women are trying to get on the boat. I'm like pushing them aside (laughs) (laughs) just to get on the raft. (laughs) Like that's me right now. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm starting to realize like, yo, maybe, you know, maybe the women and children should go on first. And then maybe, you know, (laughs) I don't know how the fuck that came through. But yeah. Well, cool. To wrap this up, I want to ask the last, the last little question. And what is, yeah. What is in the future? What are you, Working on what are your goals? Let's say just say for this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of outlined it. I mean, just okay. Like on a logistics level, mm-hmm. I, I want to move to LA soon. Okay. So like that's my big thing. So I've been saying this for like the last year, but I really want to be there in like the next two months. So that's my goal right now. I'm working on like a product position or a design position at some type of like a real estate tech company. And, uh, I haven't thought about like wife, kids or anything like that. I think I'm just, I don't even look for someone. Like it's one of those things where when you meet someone and you really vibe with them and you spend time with them, like those desires just come up. Mm -hmm. It's not, I don't, I've never understood the concept of someone being like, oh, I'm looking for a husband. Like 
what it what about just like getting to know somebody yeah mm. like why are you find out well, we're about in that age you know where I know. so many like you know that's like people are on the hunt and they can't be okay yeah. or content the with where they're clock. at do you know but we have so much time oh my gosh so much time so there's no rush yeah we have time like you know i might freeze my eggs you know? your eggs <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but yeah because like i have to worry about time but um now yeah like even for women though it's like do you want to have children with someone that you fucking hate like I'd, i if i was a woman i'd i'd rather just not have children right i mean it's easy for me to say as a man but like who you, your life partner is like the most important choice you're ever gonna make i think so yeah like whether you're 30 or 50 mm-hmm. like, it's huge but yeah, I think those are just my short-term goals right now. And just, um, you know, just keep growing. Like, I I, I think that I'm on a growing journey and that the chapter is going to end and the chapter just keeps continuing. It's like a, it's like the goblet of fire. It just won't stop. <laughs> it just keeps going. It just won't stop. It's so. never going to end. Yeah. And that's but, part of acceptance. Yeah. And just immersing yourself into that. Yeah. And as long as I have the best of friends around me like you guys, then yeah. I'm good. I'll be solid. Always got you, man. Well, yeah. hey, where do you, where do people find you if they can? And then can. what are their like, you know, <laughs> shout outs? Because, dude, you're like on, off, this, that. Um, I mean, if they want to reach out. <laughs> My number is 206. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if if my Instagram, it'll probably go active one day. But it's, depending on when someone listens to this, it's at Kayvon and then two underscores. That's it. Perfect. Actually, I have a TikTok active, but I don't use it. So, so if you want to get in touch with Kayvon, yeah, DM Savon, DM Savon, <laughs> or me, yeah, yeah, we'll get you guys in touch. Yeah, we we'll get you hooked up. Yeah, maybe find a nice missus. <laughs> yeah, um, for those girls listening, Kayvon is actually a prince from he really the town. Is. Yeah, he actually I, is yeah. from the Kermancha. Karamanshah, yeah. Iran. Yeah. Yep. The land of goats and poverty. <laughs> yeah. I like goats. They're pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> They're not too A lot shy. of Kurdish people there. Yeah. 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 Actually, please don't send me women. I've had enough. I need to like chill. <laughs> I need to relax. I need peace. And, yes. Yeah. Dude. There will be a time. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Dude, Kayla, this has been hilarious. Yes. This has been really insightful. Yeah. I, this has been, been fun, something man. I wasn't actually like in the way that like how we are as best friends. Yeah. This was actually like a fresh breath of fresh air. Really? In the way that we conversed and what, like how you conveyed the different things that we went over. I think that was really cool because in my mind, it's, uh, it's hard to differentiate when you have like a best friend, like someone you really know and how you talk to each other. It's like, yeah, we'll just talk like that on the podcast. No one is going to know what's going on to be yeah. like, yeah, screaming at each other yeah. in things that we have no clue. Like you really brought a lot to the table that actually listeners can vibe with yeah they can learn from to yeah. be like i resonate with what this guy is saying so yeah. i thought that was really cool oh i appreciate you man yeah yeah i mean i've heard like random podcasts from like i don't even know what the fuck they're talking about so i'm like <laughs> i was trying to keep in the back of my head like context yeah yeah so as one creator to another yeah you kill it appreciate you man well done. thank you so much you kill it dog you're the best you're the best host yeah you're you both did amazing I gotta that. say, Lauren, yeah. always bringing those good vibes. <laughs> yes, just building That's us what up. I'm here for. Yeah, honestly, I like this trifecta vibe. Thing yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, Maybe solid. three hosts and then someone else. <laughs> just, keep, just keep adding hosts. I'm going to need a bigger soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Just a room of hosts. One guy in the middle just sitting right here. This is an intervention. <laughs> We're just standing around him. <laughs> just staring at him. <laughs> the oh host God. podcast the host oh, the host go. cast the host <laughs> host cast <laughs> the host cast in houghton yeah oh okay. there you go dude <laughs> the houghton host cast <laughs> the host like the listeners won't even be able to tell who the guest is because there's so many people talking <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you oh by one God. two three four and five and our guest today is a <laughs> what <laughs> we'll have like a sound bite be like the guest is speaking now. <laughs> no, but no, I feel dude, like I'm uh, I'm rooting for you guys, and I I really think this thing's gonna blow the fuck up, mm. and you'll look back and it's gonna lead to amazing things. So, dude, I'm stoked for you guys. Really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, we're gonna go yeah. big with it. Yeah, you're a part of it. Appreciate you, Kev. Thank appreciate you so it big time yes. for everybody listening. Till next time. Cheers. 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 There you go. Nice. Aww. Yeah. That was so good. It's a good one. You like that? It's fun. Not too yeah. shabby. <laughs>